Hi guys, welcome back to the show. So happy to have you here today. In previous episodes, we've talked about why whole health is important. And we've also talked about how taking consistent steps can lead to lasting behavior change, no matter how imperfect the steps are. In today's episode, we're really going to talk about creating a health plan that will work for you. We're going to talk about the steps in the, in the behavioral change model. We're going to talk about establishing SMART goals. And lastly, we're going to talk about creating some kind of accountability or some kind of support network. So let's start talking about creating a health plan that works specifically for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I'm your host, Trisha, registered dietitian, nutrition coach. This podcast is for busy women like you with a desire for achieving better whole health balance. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one tiny step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Let's get started. The first step in creating a health plan that works for you is trying to concentrate and pick a behavior that you decided that you want to change. In this step, you really probably just want to pick one behavior as opposed to picking multiple behaviors. Concentrating on one behavior to change makes it more likely that the change will occur as opposed to deciding that you want to make a whole bunch of changes at one time. It might be a lot harder for true change to occur um, with, with all the confusion of all the changes. So let's think of something that, that you want to work on. What is the behavior that you want to change? Some things that I was thinking about that maybe would resonate for you would be things like going to bed earlier or flossing your teeth or prepping meals ahead of time, maybe starting an exercise routine, losing weight, drinking more water. Do any of those resonate with you? Is there a particular health goal or a particular behavior that you want to change? Next, why do you want to change this behavior? Why is this behavior change important to you? What will you get out of this? And how will this change your life for the better? It's really important to note here that we're more likely to change a behavior if it makes us feel good and we have some kind of like immediate reward for changing the behavior. It's going to be much harder to have a lasting behavior change if we're doing it out of fear or guilt. So, you know, picking something that's going to make you feel good and that's going to make you feel good today and that's going to feel like you're getting some kind of reward is going to be probably a better way to go. So an example of this would be, you know, maybe if you want to meditate, you want to meditate because you know 
It will make you feel good today. And it will also maybe, you know, make you feel calmer and have clearer thoughts. So there's some kind of reward in that. And it's also making you feel good rather than doing it out of fear or that you feel like you have to do it. So now that we've talked about what your behavior changes that you want and you've established why you want to achieve this goal, we're going to talk a little bit about the behavior change model. So this is a five stages of change, five stages of behavior change model. And what there is, is there's five stages. And during these stages, at some of these stages, you're going to be more inclined to take action. But typically people go through, you know, through the stages of change all at different times. So you may have a period where you're doing really, you're really proceeding and having lots of action and changes happening, but then something may happen and it may force you back into one of the other stages. So the five stages of behavior change isn't really a linear model. It's something that we may relapse and go into other phases of the model. So we'll kind of talk through this so that I think it'll be a little bit clearer on what I'm trying to say. But the reason why I want to talk about the five stages of behavioral change is because by identifying some of these stages, you're really going to figure out how clear your motivation to change is. So if you have the behavior that you want to change, but your motivation to change isn't very strong, then it's probably not very likely that that change is going to occur. Versus if you have a behavior that you want to change and your motivation for achieving that change is really high, the likelihood of achieving that change is greater. The first stage in the behavioral change model is pre-contemplation. So in pre-contemplation, this stage is, is typically a person may be aware. So you may be aware that you have a problem, a problem exists, and but you're not really actively working to change that behavior. It's kind of like, you know, it's there in your brain, but maybe you're just, it's kind of like on the periphery and it's not really anything that you're really concentrating on. For some people in this stage, there may be even denial that, that something needs to change at all. The next stage is contemplation. And in this stage, a person may be more aware that a problem exists but you're not really making any commitment to change the behavior. And in fact, you may be hesitant to change this behavior. So in these first two stages, because the motivation to change the behavior isn't that great, you're probably not really going to have any real change occur during this time. So why it's important to know the motivation is that it's kind of for you to be really to be realistic about how, like how much effort you're going to put into something if the motivation to change isn't that great. So note that in the pre-contemplation and the contemplation stage, it's going to be really hard for change to happen until you get to a place that you feel like 
you're more motivated to make the change. So the first two steps, pre-contemplation and contemplation we've talked about. And next we'll review the last three steps, which are preparation, action, and maintenance. In preparation, this stage is usually defined by a person having the desire to start acting on making a change. The motivation to make the change is higher. And maybe you even start thinking like, wow, I can do this. I can, I can really start making some changes. So this might be something like you're trying to increase your physical activity and you, and you join a gym. So you're starting to, you know, prepare to move on to the next stage and you're making these small changes for it to happen. And the next stage would be actually taking action. You're actively participating in trying to change the desired behavior and you're working really hard to identify triggers or things that will like hamper any progress that you're making. You are highly motivated to to make the change. So in preparation, you're getting motivated. In action, you're really motivated and you're making the changes. And then in maintenance phase, you are you're like doing the desired behavior. You've replaced your new behavior. You've replaced the old behavior with the new behavior. And the maintenance phase, typically it's considered maintenance once you've been doing the behavior for six months. So why that's important with the five stages is that the the first two stages, you may not be motivated enough to really have true behavior change occur. But in the last three stages, you're either getting more motivated, you're doing it, or you've already achieved it. So the motivation is much higher. But I want you to know that as human beings, you know, it's not a linear model. So it's not like we go through each phase and we're finished. What tends to happen with behavior changes with us, with humans in general, is that we may go back and forth between different stages until we've really figured out how to handle the behavior. So you may notice that you may have had times in your life where you were exercising and you were really motivated to exercise and you did action. You maybe even got to the maintenance phase and then something happened and it popped you out of that. And then you ended up doing nothing at all. So then maybe you spent a couple of years back in the, in the first two phases, the pre-contemplation, contemplation. So I want you to know that that is really normal. I don't know that anyone really just kind of like linearly does the model, but to know that you're going to probably hop back and forth between the different stages, depending on what's happening in your life. Relapse is, you know, is what they call that. And it's common and it's, it's really inevitable and it's just really part of the, you know, of changing behavior of the model of changing behavior. So now that we've identified how motivated you are to change your behavior, let's talk about what you're going to do. So you have identified the behavior. You figured out why it's important for you to change the behavior. We've talked about how motivated you are. And again, if you are in pre-contemplation or contemplation stage, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily try to change a behavior 
in those stages because I'm not sure that the behavior change would really occur for the long time. And instead of getting frustrated when you're not really motivated to make the change, maybe just not make the change at that point in time when you're in that stage. So when you're motivated to change the behavior, the next step would be writing down your goal. I know all of us, a lot of us do these. We we decide what our goal is going to be maybe once a year on New Year's Eve when we do our New Year's resolutions. But we know that if you write down your goal, you're much more likely to achieve the goal. And that's because writing down the goal that you have helps provide focus and helps, you know, give you motivation for the goal to occur. When you're writing down what you want your goal to be, you're going to, you're going to think of something what typically people feel like works in, in terms of writing goals or having SMART goals. So SMART goals are goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and have some time piece attached to the goal. So being specific for your SMART goal is just being very specific about what you want to achieve. And measurable would be how many days per week are you going to do this behavior? Attainable would be, do you have the resources that you need to achieve this goal? Do you have the time? Do you have the financial resources to put into this goal? Realistic is being like really figuring out and not going crazy with what your goal is going to be. So that would be like, you know, if you're going to start to exercise, is it realistic for you to do five days a week at the beginning or is it more realistic for you to do three days a week? And then having that time, time bound part attached to it. So that is having a deadline or a time period that you want to achieve the goal by. So you can Google, there's a whole bunch of like worksheets that you can do. There's a whole bunch of worksheets that you can do for SMART goals, worksheet and things like that. But an example of a SMART goal, again, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time bound is something like exercising for 30 minutes, four days a week for 12 weeks. Or it could be something like eat two meals at home for dinner each week for the next two weeks. So you're being very specific. There's a time goal in there. And also you want to write down your plan for changing your behavior. So when you write down your goal and you're really specific with what you want your goal to be, you also want to really try to figure out anything that would interfere with you achieving that goal. So that would be like, identifying the things in your life that would need to change for your behavior change to occur. You really want to start to notice like any like patterns of past behavior that interfered with you being able to make the behavior change that you desired. So like in the past, if you said exercise, since we've been using this throughout this episode, So if exercise was a goal that you wanted to achieve, think back to in the past, things that hindered that from happening. Why weren't you able to achieve that goal? Were you thinking that you were going to exercise five days a week and you didn't really have enough time to do that? Were you going to join a gym, but you didn't have the resources to make that happen? 
like really try to figure out the things that would hinder you from making this goal achievable. Think about any lifestyle factors that would get in the way from you achieving that goal. I mean, that's important because most of the time when we're deciding to make a behavior change, I think for a lot of us, when it comes to health goals, we've probably tried this before. So we know what to do, but really it's just kind of, you know, getting ourselves set up so that we don't fail. We know what didn't work before. So let's kind of review that. So we don't repeat the same behavior and really also in something else that helps is recognizing any self-talk or any self-criticizing that you're doing that prevents you from, you know, making this goal, this behavior become something that's achievable for you. So this whole stage is just really about, you know, anticipating any challenges, triggers, or self-talk that could occur as you're trying to achieve this goal. Next, we want to create some kind of accountability, and this could be an accountability partner, but overall, you really want to just have a support system. You want to have a network of people that you can rely on that you know are excited for you and want to help you achieve your goals. I mean, how many of us have been in a place where we're just trying to do it on our own? You know, that will work for a little bit of time, but as our motivation starts to fade, we're really going to probably need to rely on people to really help us achieve our goals. So this can include, you know, our friends, our family. There are so many online communities now that maybe that could be something that you utilize an online support group. You could maybe even do work colleagues. And when I'm talking about accountability, I'm, I'm talking about like, We've written your goals down, right? But we have to somehow be able to figure out, it's not just for writing your goals down. You need to figure out if you're actually doing them. So if you're saying, oh, I want to work out three days this week, well, really be accountable and go back and figure out if you've actually done that three days a week. And a way that you can be accountable is by having some kind of daily or weekly check-in with someone that you're friends with. There's also, you know, a ton of like smartphone apps that have like goal setting and habit trackers. So some of the ones that I found were goal setting tracker, habit tracker, uh, done is another app, a strides app. So there's different apps that you can check out to see, you know, to just kind of keep you accountable to the behavior and the goal that you've set. You can also join my free Facebook community if you want to have accountability in that group. But, you know, also you can contact me for private coaching if you feel like you need additional accountability or support. But accountability in and of itself and having a support system is really helpful. Next, I would also visualize what you want to achieve. So since we've been talking about exercising, you know, take a picture of what that looks like for you. Have a visualization that you can look at daily to keep you motivated. So this could be, again, like taking a picture of something that you want to achieve and then setting it as you're setting it on your smartphone or your computer on your home screen so that you have a daily reminder of what you want to achieve. 
Some people also do vision boards. So I think having a picture on your home screen could also act like a vision board. But just visualize what your success could be. That's also another tool that can help you create the habit that you really want to achieve. Next, celebrate all your successes, no matter how small. So, so by doing this, it really helps boost confidence in the behavior that you're doing. So if you want to exercise and you want to exercise three days a week, celebrate those days that you're doing it, that you're doing that behavior, because that's really what's going to help keep you motivated to continue to practice the behavior. It's going to keep you motivated and it's going to keep, it's going to give you a lot of confidence in what you're doing. A way to celebrate could be buying a new outfit, buying some new workout clothes, having a mani, having a petty. It doesn't matter. It could be, you know, buying a book or buying some exercise equipment. It's just the practice of celebrating the small wins because long lasting behavior change is going to be based on these small wins through over a period of time. So we want to celebrate them to keep you motivated on the journey because it's probably not going to occur over a month. It's going to occur over a period of time and a longer period of time. So by celebrating the small wins, that will keep you motivated and confident that you're making the behavior change that you want to do. Next, plan for consistency, not perfection. Consistency is what helps create a habit and provide motivation when you don't feel like doing the desired behavior. Perfection doesn't exist. And it may even derail health progress because if we feel like we haven't done something perfect, then somehow everything else goes out the window. So just plan on being as consistent as you can because that's what's really going to, you know, propel you into having lasting habit forming change. And lastly, I want to talk about forgiving yourself. So let go of any of the negative feelings or any of the judgment of past attempts at the behavior that you weren't able to maintain. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't get you anywhere by doing that. Each time you try, it's different. There's a different motivation behind it. And, you know, it's, it's just about like starting from where you're at and it doesn't help if you're always judging yourself for what you've done before. So the goal in this, this time around again is to really like figure out the things that derailed you the first time and just really concentrate on making that better this time because change and and creating behavior changes isn't like, it's not easy and it just doesn't happen. And it's not a perfect process. It takes some time and it takes some experience of what works and what doesn't work before you really figure out what works for you. Most of us know what to do to start making a behavior change, but we really, we really rely on motivation at the beginning to keep us going, not, not considering that motivation fades as time goes on, but writing down your goal, checking in with your accountability partner, or just checking in on the accountability of your goal and seeing where you're at weekly, the status of it will really help to keep you motivated 
in addition to rewarding yourself for the small wins that you have along the way. That will all help make your new behavior more of a habit. This journey into changing behavior takes time and effort, and it may even require you to step outside of your comfort zone. But again, it's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. And it's about being 1% better each day. So be kind to yourself, friends. I'll see you next week. And don't forget, you can always join my free Facebook community if you need additional accountability. See you next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.